I love the smell of my pump in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Good morning, campers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, now. Welcome back to Napalm in the Morning. Good to have you. Glad to have you. Whenever you're joining the stream, uh, we will say, uh, if you're joining on this episode, this is going to be a little different one. Um, uh, heavier film, but uh, we'll try to get some analysis in. Um, and it's one that... We'll do uh, our best. We got we to gotta, we gotta do it. It's a... Uh, uh, um, Tarantino claims the best Vietnam War film ever made. Um, we'll we'll see how it, we'll see how it ranks out in our rankings at the end. But um, how you doing over there in the Y.O. Troy? What's the weather? Actually, it's a beautiful day. Sixty-five degrees and sunny. So just second here. Nice. Uh, uh-huh. It's been uh, right. we've had no spring, uh, but right to summer. Um, Correct. Matt, we're glad to have you back. Uh, for those following on Twitter, um, no names mentioned, but Matt's been sick. Yeah, no, uh, sorry um, to Michael Van. This is not Napalm in the uh, morning. M O U R N I. Now, because <laughs> I, I did not die. Uh, but yes, otherwise, doing fine. Good, good. Um, I was going to say, Matt, you've got more of a voice for radio now, for sure. That's got a little bit of a raspy, yeah. raspy going on there. Well,. Thank you. He also has a face for radio now that he shaved his beard. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have a Handsome. face uh, for the Allman Brothers, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've sort of switched places there. Um, I'll give you some of my hair, Troy. I lopped a bit off for the summer. Oh, perfect. Thank you. And, uh, well, today is uh, Casualties of War. Casualties of War. Um, Had a request yeah. for this. And uh, we are, we, we, you know, we listen to requests sometimes, so. <laughs> we do pretty good. Um, 1989, uh, did this cause the fall of the wall? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. What's the, what's the, <laughs> which, which, al- which number, alphabet is Q or whatever, stupid conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So do do your numerology. What's it called? The numer tricks, uh, <laughs> and uh, and counter down there. Yeah, this is 1989's Casualties of War. Uh, it's it's um, yeah. It, it was it was a box office hit. I would say. I mean, it, it was number it, four, number four, yeah. um, in the box office, and uh, given such a heavy theme, you know, you, you know, it could have it could have remained a kind of an outsider film just because it's uh it's uh it's such an emotional <laughs> uh, toll that it takes and um which we'll which we'll talk about here right. uh but starring um uh michael j fox want to get your michael j fox uh, impression out of the just for starters man on the me oh uh whoa doc uh yeah this is so heavy man <laughs> That's good. I like that's it. Not, it's not bad. Not I don't bad. even want to. That's not bad. Yeah. I like it. I think. Uh, I think. That's good. Well, we might not do a heavy. Why is everyone saying? I'm not going to try. A Napalm player's here. <laughs> I think maybe Michael J. Fox needs to. I can see it in a future uh, 
you know, um, Napalm players, he could join it. Um, it's a big cast of characters. You got Sean Penn, uh, Michael Fox, John C. Riley, which his is his first film, I believe. Yeah. Which is which kind is, of funny. with all of his hair, with most of his hair. Yeah, so which is funny. To he, see. Yeah, he looked different. John Leguizamo, Ving Rhames, uh, people you would know. Yeah, so it was uh, and Dale Dye, who's in like so many Band different of Brothers, I love movies. Yeah, and plus yeah, a lot of other. Yeah, so. yeah, no, he is in like everything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and so this uh, Casualties of War. Um, do you want to give a little context? Uh, this is it, this is a flashback put in the position of a flashback of a Vietnam veteran to a pretty troubling and infamous um, case of, of of war crimes and especially rape in particular, a pretty gruesome and uh, puzzling one uh, and, and um, sadly not, not unique as well as we'll get into as well. Um, any, any, uh, any bit of historical footing to get it, get us started, Matt? Well, the Michael J. Fox character who is the, the story kind of follows him uh, and a squad of other soldiers. Uh, he arrives in Vietnam in real life in October 66. I don't think the film ever gives a it date. It doesn't ever place it, point. yeah. So it's October 66, um, and they are given a mission to kind of cut through the Central Highlands and check out the sort of cave complex for a potential uh, Viet Cong and... Um, and it's kind of like a reconnaissance sort of mission. And this other thing gets tacked onto it, which we'll get into uh, as we go into the film. But, um, yeah, so a lot of this stuff that you see in the film is is fairly realistic to the real-life situation. Um, names are all different in the movie. Of I th- Just about everybody, I think, is, is not is a pseudonym. So... Um, yeah, we can kind of as we get into the film, we can I can kind of point out here or there where things might be a bit different than reality, but generally it's fairly accurate. Yeah, and um, Fox is a he's they they do an interesting and I think a good job from you know what we've we've done a fair amount of reading about in the Vietnam War that even even minor increments like having been in country for two weeks or three weeks or a month more than someone can like make you sort of junior senior like he's 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 cherry he's new um yeah just a few weeks yeah and so country you know he doesn't he doesn't know shit uh uh according to according to Penn and the other sort of platoon leaders and 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 brownie lieutenant brown so they're they're like uh it kind of the 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 film starts off with uh i guess almost michael j fox so much represents like the the idealistic vision of why the u.s is there in vietnam you know the kind of the press conference version of we're here to win hearts and minds. We're here to improve the lives and situation of the Vietnamese. We're here to liberate them from the, you know, undemocratic North kind of those, those tropes. I might are the kind of, uh, I mean, is that too much? Do you, I mean, do you think De Palma is putting that on, uh, Brian De Palma, the director of the film is putting that on too much on, uh, or did I just invent that? That it, it's No, that sounds about right. Yeah. He's the reason reasoning in the group. I mean, I mean the guy that's asking really why are we here, and the other guys seem to be, I don't know, trained or into whatever the killing machines more than he is. Yeah, where they're kind of dehumanizing everything and making excuses for what they're doing. This is um, 
as as the war has gone on and now we're into well what regular troops are in in 60 March of 65 so yeah um here we are what just roughly 18 months after that and so the number of American soldiers is, has grown substantially by this point um and it does become easier for soldiers to turn on civilians um you know if a local farmer seems like he knows where the mines are you know because he's got a farm and and survived doing that you know hey he must be vc or he's sympathetic to vc so like you know you're losing that that sort of connection so that's like a real thing the movie touches on that um and in the real story this is based on uh an article in the new yorker came out in october 1969 uh daniel lang uh i'll try to post a link up to that on our twitter yeah um it's it's in depth and it's you know one of those classic like you know really long New Yorker articles. It got that, turned into a book really soon get, after. <laughs> right, got turned into a book, and then you know, is basis for a, a film that came out in 1970. Uh, I think it's a West German film called OK, which is also about this exact same incident. Um, stay tuned for a future podcast on that that one, um, maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, what 20 years after uh, this movie, so. Yeah, what what did you read about OK Troy? Like at the at the at the film festival, right? It got. Uh... I guess it, it basically shut the film festival down. It was because it was too controversial, and uh, that was yeah. That's from that's what little I remember going through it. But yeah, it was. Anyway, that was the and Brian De Palma was it, there. So. Yeah, he was there um, premiering his film. Which uh, let me click over here. Um, what was his film in? Uh, damn it! Damn it! The Dionysus in '69 is his uh, was his film that he was debuting. Um, not that that's important to know, but uh, maybe we should say a bit of Brian Brian De Palma is uh, a pretty incredible um, director. Uh, I guess people probably know him most from Scarface. Is maybe the is where he leaves his, you know, I mean how 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 watched is that movie? Say hello <laughs> to my little friend. Yeah, exactly. That's. That's the one. Um, but uh, Wise Guys, Untouchables, Body Double, Bonfire of the Vanities, Mission Impossible. You know, it, go, it goes it goes on and oh, on. He did the first Mission yeah. Impossible? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. And he's, he's got a stylistic, you, you can, um, he has the obvious a visual eye. Uh, you know, I read he also, do you know that the, the scroll for Star Wars, uh, episode four, the first one, written by Brian DeWalt? Nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a particularly kind of interesting filmmaker that that uh yeah his kind of his his thumbprint is all over kind of the I think the Quentin Tarantino who who loved this film mm-hmm. um uh it absolutely as much as anyone I could see him like you know like you can you can see that that in in all of his films the kind of Brian De Palma so it's it's visually that and that was one of the 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 challenge I mean this is a heavy Maybe the heaviest one we've watched in terms of it's such a personal, close story of yeah. There's know, not can, a lot of characters in the movie, and it's yeah, it's it's pretty relentless. Well, well speaking of Star Wars, even the the music, the orchestra, the score had that Star yeah. Wars vibe. That orchestra, the background, I, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, to the I thought scenes. the um, 
the use of the music from the uh, from the bar scene at Star Wars was interesting in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they were in a cantina <laughs> at the end, so yeah, yeah I guess yeah, the cantina, the cantina theme. I think that's what it's called, Good right? Stuff. Yeah, with the uh, elephant, the blue elephant guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that was hard to square, and I was I was telling Matt this was that like one of the most beautiful shots from any Vietnam War movie we've seen is like this horrific scene with an orange night sky as they're kidnapping a woman and like do you see like sort of in relief their shadows or their their uh, silhouettes in the background and like mm-hmm. so i mean that's brian de palma like this uh this visually sort of striking film and so that was yeah. uh, uh i guess m- something that made it even more kind of uh, and filmed in thailand film filmed in actually thailand. yeah mostly yeah. yeah and san francisco i think they're the other the other one yeah, that's right. The the very end and beginning scenes. Um, but before we get to that, I mean, I, maybe I could use a I could use some to help me yes. get through this. Let's uh, get quench this our thirsts. A lot of Budweiser in this movie. They sponsor. Mm. Yeah, maybe. not what we have that is the king of beers you know so it is <laughs> what are we drinking today matt uh we are drinking three floyd's barbarian haze ipa it's like genghis khan would drink right exactly that's where the reference is that's why we're doing the barbarian haze genghis uh. khan is referenced a couple times in the film Hey, we're just like good old Genghis, right? Right, man? Right, the pillaging and all that cool stuff, right? Is yeah. it John Riley? <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. Um, uh, that's that's why that's why we're doing it. So, yeah, Three Floyds Barbarian Haze IPA. It's, oh, that's uh, good. It's good, yeah. Ooh, that's really good. It said, it's not normal, it says right on the top. So It's not. Uh, how hoppy is it, guys? I mean, does it have like a high IBO or what's going on there? Uh, tell, me, tell me about it. The hot, the, the it's got it's got quite a bit hot, but it's it's balanced. It's not a like a, a ridiculous kind of hipster hop. ABV six point um, five IBU forty two. Ah, nice. Forty two nice IBU yeah. SRM is eight. Double dry hopped. Okay. Nice. How about you, Troy? What you, what's it, what's quenching your thirst? Uh, I'm drinking about the same. It's a uh, bent nail from Red Lodge Ales in Montana, mm. about an hour from here. Seven point two in the old. Should, see if you can get them hall. as a sponsor, Troy. Let's get uh, let's get Red Lodge. We, we could do pale. something, maybe. Yeah, little, uh, <laughs> that'd be little, awesome. Little crossover. Um, Sick. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be they got to distribute out here. Um, yeah, uh, maybe we could yeah hook them up in Chicago. So yeah, the the Chicago land. The film, you know, it's beautiful. Uh, Brian De Palma doesn't make bad movies, uh, and so it's it's um, Scarface is not that good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's iconic. I mean, like, people have patterned their dumb lives after it. I mean. Yeah, that's true. First you get the money, <laughs> then you get the power, then you get the women. Exactly. Right. I had to get that what, what out of my said. system. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can't You can't not quote a line from Scarface when you see that. Um, so, uh, where to start? So, it, we, we're. Subway or bus or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, he's, on, he's on a subway in sort of the San Francisco uh, commuter rail the 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 mini what's that called they used to live there I can't remember and um, a man has a Nixon resigning is on the newspaper oh, yeah. he's reading so that dates it to you know August of seventy four 
and uh, he sort of uh, pops out of a pops out of a sleep, and or he he sees a woman, uh, Vietnamese uh, woman of Vietnamese heritage. We don't we we find out later she's a maybe a student or something. Yeah. Um, and it uh, spoiler alert traumatizes him um, and sends him flashbacks. Kind of flashback and, into um, yeah. So then we kind of fade to the jungle. Uh, and we're on night patrol and giant John C. Riley, uh, who does not own the, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. I don't believe at this point. Um, <laughs> no, no, I it was no. Pat. Troy, I think his cousin, Pat, Troy, you've been, you've it. been watching winning time, Troy. I haven't, but I know I'm a Lakers fan through and through. So from the eighties, I'm, I, I couldn't tell you who's playing today, but I'm still living in the past. Well, they're, they're not in the playoffs, but I've been in the Lakers locker room. Yeah. They're, 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 they're sucking this Just... year. I know they're not doing well. I just want to put that out there. Okay, um, but I digress. Yeah, right. you can you can tell us about what you saw later. I can't um, tell you that. But. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, Magic Johnson. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, and it is. Uh, so uh, John C. Riley says, "I think we're standing on top of some tunnels. They get some incoming fire, but it's at a different location, and." Somebody shoots at what they think is the enemy, and then it brings in artillery to their position. So we're just kind of like from jump, like in sort of an action scene, and right. And we found out, we find out, like at the end, towards the end, that he was a you know fox was a tunnel rat, and you know which is which is makes sense, which is not a great position, um, but for his size, he's a little dude, and, yeah. and he would make a good tunnel rat. A new in country, so you put him in these dangerous, uh, <laughs> dangerous positions. So Marty McFly is just kind of standing there watching, uh, and then the tunnel he's standing on top of partially collapses, and so he sort of, you know, his torso is sort of stuck in it, and yeah. his legs are dangling. He's like hanging in midair, like cartoonishly, like his little legs are flat, flailing underneath the tunnel. And they, the and they tunnel. say they say at the beginning, like, these tunnels could be anywhere under us, um, which is... Which is true, the extensive uh, tunnel networks uh, of the of the yeah they're BC unbelievable. BC were amazing. Yeah, whole, whole cities, hospitals under under the ground. Anyway, um, a Vietnamese guy who is in the tunnel very slowly because he wants to create as much tension as possible crawls toward him exactly. with a knife. <laughs> Um, and sneaking up on his feet. In, yeah, he's got the knife in his mouth, and he very slowly is crawling toward him. Not really sure why he needs to be this sneaky, but right. Um, and then Sean Penn sees him, and he uh, yanks him out, and then a sniper starts shooting at them. Michael J. Fox has uh the grenade thing that uh, Terminator uses in T two. Uh, Troy, what the hell is that thing? Okay, now you lost me for a second. I'm, I apologize. It, it's like um, a, it's like a it's like a mortar gun. It shoots it shoots grenades. A oh gra- a yeah, grenade yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. But it looks but it looks right like a it's, it's not like, like the a, thing you pop the 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 round in and then it shoots around. It's not like a big over the shoulder right. you know grenade launcher thing. It's, no, it's just a yeah. It's a it's a little handheld like a shot. It's almost like a shotgun. It breaks open and you put a big round in it. Yeah, you shut it and yeah, shoot it. That's and then, what. Uh, the T eight hundred uses in T two. He's got oh, one okay. Of, he's got one of those. I gotta gotta keep him. I gotta yeah. get back and watch that again. But uh, yeah, there we go. And so and so they they they've established right off that like Michael J. Fox owes his life to Penn, uh, and that will be brought up a couple times. And right, that, and that which I don't, I think is that's overly yeah. stressed in the in the film. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, 
like real in real life. I think it's 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 overblown. Well, and 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 later, spoiler alert, as things will unwind, like you know, don't you dare make a big deal out of this because you know you owe him your life. So uh, blah blah blah. So the, the, I want to ask at the beginning. I was thinking this through the whole film. I mean, because I knew the I'd seen it before. I knew the story. Uh, do you think it made sense? Did it make it less dramatic if they would have shown the flashback at the beginning? Because because they showed the flashback, you knew the entire time that his life was not in actual danger. He was going to live, right? Did you, yeah, he did, he made it out. He's the one that made it out. We knew that for sure. So yeah. Do you think that was a that was a, I mean, a bad move? Couldn't they have? Like, I think they wanted to do it so they could do that. What they do at the end, which I guess we can maybe talk about when we get to the end. But yeah. it's like. A, ni- a nice way to tie a little bow on it, right? But it did. But it did can't... remove danger of of uh, fragging or um, etc. That's true. From Fox, you know, like which which was which is the tension in the last third of the movie is like, oh no, like, yeah, you know, do this or else. Um, so uh, anyway, just putting that as a pin in there. But it, it yeah, right. It pays off at the end in different ways when uh, he's trying to sort of. Um, you know, reach out to this uh, Vietnamese woman anyway on, on the train. So I guess, yeah, yeah. that's a Brian De Palma do it, do it, do it better next time. Um, so so uh, <laughs> Vietnamese, the guy that was very slowly <laughs> climbing toward Michael J. Fox uh, comes out of the hole and my, and Sean Penn, like very kind of like cartoonishly maniacally, like mows him down, you know, with his machine gun. And uh, this is our kind of introduction to, Sean Penn as are you spilling beer everywhere? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh my god! Uh, everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, so while you're cleaning up your mess, uh, now we're in Troy. Did you have anything else on that uh, on that opening scene there? No, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. And, and so the so the I've got to steer the my, ship because Jones is just, just. I know, I know, I know. We're trying to. He's, uh, yeah, he's make just up for, completely fucking for useless at this point. <laughs> but it, but it's established that that Penn and, and Sergeant Brown, aka Brownie, are the um, are kind of the two senior guys that know the most in this in this uh, in this platoon, and uh, um, yeah, we're gonna have uh, his death will play a big part in sort of what comes next. Um, so there, there are the platoon is taking a. So this takes place in the Highlands, which is again an interesting. Um, I guess most of the films we watch are. Yeah, in the Delta. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're uh, they're they're in a village, and so this this will be a um, kind of a. I mean, we can argue whether or not it's it's again well developed enough to create the dramatic effect, which is. You know they're they're going and and they go through this village and everyone is he's trying to give them chocolate or he's giving them Michael J. Fox is giving them uh, uh yeah he, he gives them chocolate, chocolate yeah. and a kid gives him a mango but he calls the mango svai svai is the Khmer word for mango it's not oh. it's not the Vietnamese word Damn. for mango I don't know what the Vietnamese word for mango is and filmed in Thailand so why are they <laughs> yeah so I don't know uh but I did catch that I was like call oh, that's that's, that's Kamai, like, I wonder if it was a. I wonder if it was a Kamai. Um, yeah, Matt speaks Kamai. I wonder if it was a Kamai um, actor. Actor, yeah. Like it's interesting. Well, they really need to screen these kids better. I mean, yeah. Gosh darn, it's really yeah. really pathetic. Uh, oh well, all that Take language, away, BC, all the language yeah, training was finally kept, came Jobs. to some use, so it's good. 
Um, I like the uh, a guy suggests to Sean Penn that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, maybe they should stop having, uh, as Troy would say, relations with uh, women of Asian descent so as not to perhaps catch a disease. This is that's a very more much more PC version of what is actually said. Um, yeah, a lot of I, I was thinking about like if this film were made now, you know, because I mean I think it, it's it's it feels very accurate to the you know the 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 audio and video and the um, things we know about what what was said in the war about 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 sex, gender, ethnicity. <laughs> this is this is. This is kind of no holds barred, and it would be interesting to see. Like, could you make this film now? Because of that, I mean, I think so. Maybe, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yes. but I mean, the, weren't it wasn't just so. It wasn't a government films that were kind of proper propaganda for don't touch the ladies because you'll get the the whatever you get the we get the cooties right. basically. So yeah, so no, it, there there were uh, there were right there had it's they been had, going on for a long ever time, since World yeah. War Two. Yeah. They've had really like a pretty serious. Um, you know, anti-STD. You lose a soldier when he's down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can have government-run brothels like the Nazis or the uh, Japanese Empire did. So. Nope. Nope. Yep. You just pretend it doesn't exist, and and just you know, I, I think a plan that works for everyone is to say just no sex outside of marriage, and then um, people just regulate themselves. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's no there's no. A society without crime or without sexual violence? Did you just we have say not that? been seeing anything like that nope. lately. So, so uh, problem solved, guys. Thank you. <laughs> problem. Thank you. We did solved. it. We did it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. And uh, so, so, um, I mean, maybe, maybe I should bring up here because Matt and I watched the movie separately, but both had very similar kind of uh, responses to uh, the the incident, Milai. Which was a which is a very big um, sort of public relations disaster as well as war crime for the United States, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it a little a little more. But um, one thing that's tried to establish in this scene that that I thought more could have been done with, because it in in the in the historical events we know that is so um, relevant that uh, the connection between um, taking fire. In sort of village in, in around particular villages coming under attack, uh, and villagers they 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 know they must know where these mines are, and yet they're not getting, uh, and the the kind of uh, escalation of that over time of constantly getting ambushed, that that is yeah. a is a bad sign for um, terrible war crimes that are going to come down the road, right? I mean, that's did you feel like that's what he's trying to set up in this? Is it don't trust the locals? That's or? the brownie, yeah, character, right? So, well, yeah, yeah on brownie, um, they show Fox, uh, kind of using a water buffalo with the local. Oh, ha! Isn't this so nice? We're friendly with each other, right? He's learning how to plow, um, and the dude says, um, "Who we find? His name's Brown. Brownie. They call him Brownie. Um, says uh, essentially like Swedish, Swedish guy, right?" That you would you would be uh, hey Sarge Sean Penn saved your life so you'd be dead without him essentially so they're kind of again setting up that you shouldn't turn yeah. on him you owe him uh, and then fire comes out of nowhere Brown gets hit shot right in the neck um, and this is Brown is not real Brownie's not real um, oh in the actual no. they're 
that's not to say that uh, Marty McFly didn't witness um, incidents where you know people got hit when he's out on patrol and stuff. But this specific thing is is made up for the film, right? So and so, Fox Michael's Fox is like kind of trusting and befriending the natives, uh, the locals, and. Um, Immediately after they are, they, they suffer attack from. Yeah. Um, well, and they're trying to set up like this is this is turning Sean Penn over the edge. Like he snaps, you know, here almost. Right. Right. So they're kind of using this event that didn't take place as kind of like the the trigger for Sean Penn's character. When in real life, uh, he had started to show glimpses that such a thing would have been, which we're gonna is gonna happen, would have been possible. You know, he shot civilians just because he felt like it before. Um, like, he he had already kind of been heading down this path. Not a great person to um, I think, I think... Okay. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Troy. Do we... So, when, he, when Brownie got shot, um, th- did you guys see where in the background, or are, we, are, we, are you getting to this, where the, to the local, local uh, civilians are hiding someone in this little... Kind of a, a, a amp like a bush or a, what do you want to call it? A, it basically keep getting them out of sight. So it was we were just talking about yeah, um, like that they who, were, who's who's was that who's the guy DC and who's not that Michael J. Fox like, was plowing with? Was it the same guy? I don't know. No, I, don't, I think it was a different tell. person it was, it was from a distance. And there was also distance, someone with, a, with it was, a, a hat on that they were also but, yeah. But they, yeah, they're they're like they're all low to the ground and they're they took the one guy and put him in this little hideaway. That's covered in you know grass and and right right after Brownie got shot and I was just curious if you had seen that part so it was kind of interesting if you're not paying attention it, or not total attention it, you could miss it easily so well, yeah. I I actually saw it a couple times sorry but uh-huh. I and I then, that. yeah I mean the conversation right in the aftermath is basically a lot of like yeah, you can't trust this village torch the place blah 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 um, yeah so yeah I mean I think you are getting that sense of who's friendly who's not who's civilian who's vc it's a real issue it, but it, you know it's i mean it's like so much i wouldn't i wouldn't expect it to not be from the american perspective but you know the, there are there are many reasons for a villager to not you know like they are saying like they're mad at them for not pointing out that there may be vc around um but or or being vc when when sort of sort of national liberation is what they're is what they're struggling for uh and and if, but if even if they're not the VC are, um, you know, if if they if they point them out, like they're going to get murdered, like the next day, like yep. the, the American kind of screwed, screw, screwed either way. I mean, yeah, yeah, like it's so even if you might be in I mean, in favor you, of the United tell, States, but like yeah, tell, you're going to get yeah. just keep your mouth shut yeah. if you want to live, yeah. like so it's yep. you know, but the um, unless yeah, yeah, this this uh, again, so the. Uh, they they do for for those who've looked at the war or looked at these sort of war crimes, um, in particular one the Milai that Matt and I teach about a lot. It uh, the 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 provocation uh, is a factor of like sort of people being bad seeds <laughs> to begin with, like Ben's character in real life and uh, and Lieutenant Cowley in, in the uh, in the, in the Milai case, and then uh, the 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 bad alchemy of. Um, you know, just uh, this silent enemy who you can't quite uh, engage in a direct firefight and is picking your guys off. Right. Um, that 
that harbor, a harbinger of bad things. And so Brownie's, Brownie is uh, shot in the neck. We don't know that if he's dead or yet. We'll learn that later. Um, but yeah, but Penn sort of snaps and um, they go back to their base and then... Um, base Camp Wolf. John Leguizamo, uh, uh, who is uh, Private First Class <coughs> Antonio Diaz, uh, replaces as the radio op- operator. Um, yeah, so he's taking over for Brownie. Right, so we're back, on, and then we have our classic, you know, we have some of the... Uh, um, Troy, you like the scene, the uh, the shower beer scene? <laughs> I like the burbage in it. We couldn't do it in the Napalm Players, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. All right, to it break was, up... The one guy was over the top. Yeah, yeah. To, it to, was not really... Uh, let's, let's name our favorite shower beers we've had in, in our lives, guys, uh, to uh, to replace Napalm Players. <laughs> so do, do you have a particular shower beer that uh, stands out in any of your lives? I, I like a Modelo. You know, no, like an incident, like uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> or or a specific beer, I guess. Uh, I was standing out in a shower when I drank a beer once. If that does that count? The you were standing. Shower? Oh. I don't. I don't. You were stunning or standing both? Standing, standing in a shower. Oh, you've never so you've never drank a you, beer while showering. You don't sit in shower. I, I, you know, I may have, but it's been a while, and I think it was probably some lame domestic beer. So not obviously, I've lost my memory is not important enough. So you guys must have. Yeah, Epic what's your what's your shower, shower story? Oh, I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, like you, Troy. It's been a while. This is shower beers <laughs> is something you do when you know you're in your twenties or something. So yeah, yeah, it's been a while for sure. For in Southeast Asia, it's so hot. Like is is one particular. Well, yeah, you just drink beer the entire time you're in Southeast Asia. I think so. Um, <laughs> now, my favorite shower beer is is in uh, Thunder Bay in Canada. Okay, and I drove up there with my brother, and we had just arrived in Thunder Bay, and we had. Limited amount of time before we had to uh, catch the uh, Pearl Jam show at a very tiny minor league hockey arena. And so we were pounding beers while we, you know, took turns showering. So that was... Uh, Got some Molson or some Kokanee or It was something cool like local. That? Yeah, some local. <laughs> some I, I don't I think it was like a local microbrew, you know. Um, good okay. times. Great show and a very tiny mm-hmm. venue. So that was that was excellent. I've had, I've had one at uh, sort of outdoor solar shower at... Uh, at uh, Devil's Canyon, Troy will know. Uh, like, nice. uh, it, it, although the the solar showers are never as uh, as hot as warm as you uh, think they will be. Like, oh, this bag has been getting warmed up by the sun, and so the shower is going to be nice and warm. But it's never. Quite I nice. feel like we're on delicious dish right now, and we're like, yeah, good times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I had to I had to break it up because we have some things that aren't fun coming. True. So I, yeah, I that's need true. to yeah. get it in. Get, get, get it in. Get it in there right there. Yeah, okay, lighten it up. Anybody else on the uh, right. shower beer? Any anybody have any other yeah, final yeah, comments? At, at, at Napalm Podcast. Uh, what about the shower beer? Send us uh yeah. send us your shower favorite shower beer moments. Um we'll be listening. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh we'd love to read them in our next episode. And, um, and suggest beers. We'll drink those. Yeah. So the group, after they're done with their shower beers, they go try to get into town. They have, pa- I guess they have passes R&R, that yeah. have been, I guess it's just, they've been canceled. Um, right. The leave, the leave has been canceled because the it's too dangerous to go into the ville, to go into the city. And Sean Penn loses his shit. They, uh, they ask him what he's going to do and he's going to go to a brothel. You know, he's like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know. And uh, yeah, he's he's mad. Yeah, like oh, the VC can go, you know, do do all this stuff, and we can't, you know, blah blah. It's not fair. Not fair. Um, yeah. So we see that we see that uh, you know that 
sort of sexual, uh, predatory sexual behavior will be part of his character's motivations um, and will. Yeah. Well, he lays it out in the next scene, actually. Yeah. Which and is. Just, and just to, like say, if that, the napalm players, why she's got the, the uh, stereotypical like Andrew Dice Clay, like. Like John Travolta, like yeah, his, it's like so weird. His like, accent. Yeah. So let's it's let like you brought so it up, weird. Troy. What did you think about his accent? I it, kind it was of, like John Travolta it kind and of bugged Dice me. Play at a kid. Yeah, it was it was really what about, over the top. What about you, man? The uh, the real guy is from New York. The, oh, okay. The real. Uh, I okay. don't have his name in front of me, but the real guy is well, from. Dan didn't need to step it up a little bit. It was very Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, it was. And I, by the end, I was like, yeah. and also his character is a terrible person. So I was like, oh, God, stop. So oh, he needed the money. Forget about it. Yeah, I was ready for him to get shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, not Michael, not Sean Penn. Um, so, so yeah, so he's pissed. And uh, so what, what's his plan, Matt? Uh, he lays out their mission. Uh, the orders are don't shoot unless in self-defense. But uh, if you get one of these motherfuckers out in the, the open, open, you waste him. Uh, and then he says they're going to uh, de- detour to a village to get a girl to, I think, um, keep up the morale of the squad. So they're, um, they are in the Central Highlands. They are a few miles from the coast of the South China Sea, and they are... I think I already mentioned it. They're you know they're supposed to kind of check out this cave sort of complex, and it's a recon mission. And pretty much how they describe it in the film is pretty accurate to how what the actual mission is. Um, but they need to veer off to I think the east to hit this, this little village. Up. This wasn't the village where they got attacked. Where Brownie got attacked, no. right? It's a different village, right? So they're not even going and exacting revenge on the same village. They're going to a totally, totally different village. Random person. And they're gonna go grab a um, go, go kidnap a woman. Yeah, um, and we should say that they uh, in real life it's the same number of guys that are on this patrol. Um, the Sean Penn character is is in charge. His sort of deputy douchebag, I think Clark is his name in the film. Oh yeah, um, the John C. Riley character. No, Clark, sorry, no Riley was. Yeah, is the other the other guys are both in real life are both um, they're cousins they're Hispanic, really yeah Hispanic yeah. So John yep. C. Riley is is a created character for the film, um, and then John Leguizamo and and Michael J. Fox right, right that, yeah right. right so there's five yeah there's five so there's of five the guys and the Michael J. Fox character the two. Um, Hispanic guys, I think they were from New Mexico, um, are less, let's say, gung-ho about it than the other two are, who are very much, who are taking control. They're the ones that go actually into the into the hooch, as they would call them, with the flashlight. They show this very well in the film, going kind of looking for, it's crazy. you know, the, like, the perfect girl to steal. I had to, lo- I had to look that up. Like, um, that's basically what they did. Yeah, like, and they did. It was dark because they left at like four in the morning. Because they had to leave early because they were going on a complete in the opposite direction where they were supposed to be going in on their mission to detour to this village. So they're there with flashlights going hut to hut looking for a girl. And they finally find one and they drag her out. And uh, her name was uh, Fon Timau. And um, so that that is her real name in real life. Uh, and how it plays out in the film is is fairly accurate. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really uh, you know uh, touching tragic scene. Like the sort of the you know the family freaks out and they're all screaming. You know, like you know as as any mother would if your daughter's getting you know and and the scene down. with the scarf is real too. She ran after her in the film. They show her kind of running to you know give her a scarf or whatever that happened in real life. And in real life, the same guy, you know whatever his name is, I just have, I think, douche written down in my notes for all of it. Clark yeah. stuffed it in her mouth in real life. That really happened. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, and so we see that, and, and uh, oh, we should say that uh, um, Michael Fox had uh, had told... Another, Michael Fox? Another, <laughs> my, Mike, Mikey, we're close, you know. Oh, Mikey Fox. His yeah. friends, Mikey, um, had... had, uh, had <laughs> <laughs> now, are you thinking of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode like I am now? He had to, he had told he had told a friend outside of the, this group that um, that that Penn was planning on doing this, and and you know he's saying like, oh, that can't. He's just saying that he can't like. Right, he won't actually do. He won't it. actually do that. Yeah. Like you know, he's just like. Which is also true in real life. He told his friend, and the guy said like, "Don't tell anybody." Like he's not actually going to do it. You know. Right. 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 Um. And then, uh, yeah, I'll go. Rowan is that that friend? And yeah, they 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 kidnap her, and then um, and then they trek into the mountains. They begin this. Uh, they say in the film, six hour sort of hike in the mountains, uh, dragging uh, dragging this poor woman along. Uh, Tran uh, is her name, and um, in the film, that's what they. Yeah, in, okay. the, in the film, that's yeah. that's uh, that's her. They uh, show at one point she's walking barefoot and. Somebody has strapped his pack onto her. That actually happened. That happened almost the second they got out of the hamlet. One of the guys immediately because yeah, pack they were making it. Riley. They wanted Riley to carry it. He, he obviously passed passed it along yeah. to her. So he was supposed to carry it in the in the back. And we say it was common. I mean that that's portering is uh, is uh, such a very common sort of uh, sort of prisoner, um, you know, kidnappy, ramusha, forced labor. Kind of kind of activity, um, humping that gear, uh, you know, overland is a pretty serious uh, and 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 also you know you put them going first in minefields and it's a yeah. dangerous territory. So this this all fits with some of the sort of behaviors of of um, uh, a prisoner of war. In this case, you know, not 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 legally obtained according to the rules of warfare at all. But uh, yeah, so she's she's and and then. It was pretty well. It was it was so creepy, but like just really well done. Like the kind of like toying with her in terms of like you know like saying things to her, like singing songs at her, and like hello, you know, I love you. Won't you tell me won't your you tell name? Tell me your name. These like just um, ominous. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you could. It was. It was super menacing. That yeah. kind of like. Yeah. They um one thing that I found annoying was the very generic uh which only the decade of the 1980s would make you think it's a good idea to do would of the like pan flute Asian music. Yes, I was um, going to I was uh, totally going to like Oh god. Like, yeah. I mean it's that's that started out in the subway right, it, right it, out of the gate. It totally had like, the it's it, a pan flute. It, that's from Peru too. Like that pan yeah. flute is not is not that would have been like in a Miami Vice episode, the same pan flute sort of. Uh, yeah, it sucked. Hit, it was yeah. uh, one of the 
worst parts of the film was the music. Yeah, I, 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 I've, have you guys ever seen? I, I, I've got the Zamfir plays pan flute. If you guys need to borrow it, I don't know if you remember the tele telemarketing. Can you play it for us? Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I that's can, a, I can, Yeah, I'll have to work. We'll, we'll get that out. We'll I'll, take I'll a, uh, we'll take a sword. break here in a minute. You we don't have to take a quick break here. We don't have to pay Zanfir any, any, uh, no, any royalties. No, we got, we got, we're, we're working <laughs> together. And uh, promoting him. So, um, and so they they get to um, they find a kind of an abandoned little. Oh, we have hot John village. C. Riley's Genghis Khan thing. Oh yeah. Whoa, man! Isn't this cool? We're like. Genghis Khan, you know, like, hey, you That's know, they kinda like rape and pillage and shit, you know, like, um, uh, and Mike and Michael J. Fox says, you know, hey, yeah, it's the 20th century, man, you know, uh, so he's, uh, totally alienating himself. Love uh, it, dude. Uh, wow, you like, good? I really do. I, I like it. I like the impersonation. Oh, thanks. It, it, it is, yeah. it is, it is, a re- I mean, I'm sure there were, you know, the average age of the soldier, you know, so it was 19. <laughs> But like the, he really does like the, a classic Simpsons pimple faced sort of like hey he's like guys. thirty years like, old isn't he yeah. at least I mean, be. <laughs> I'm not so sure when, we'll we'll also look that up when we take a break um, how old he was when he made this but, but yeah, uh, go baby face Mikey is uh, um, and then we have John C Riley he shoots at he thinks the VC but it's a water buffalo <laughs> and then everybody kind of bitches at him and stuff you know. Obvious, yeah. You know, yeah. hey, you're giving away their cover. Oh, he, he said, exactly. like, hey, you said, if anyone was out in the open, just, you know, wait, grease them, grease them, man, just blow them away. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's he, admonished and everything. He, Riley is the kind of the, the oaf character, you know, in, in this. He's sort of the country bumpkin kind country, of guy, like yeah. slightly fatter, doofus kind of is his kind of, uh, so main ammo in real life. The exact same thing happens. He thinks it's a VC. It's a water buffalo. He shoots at it. Uh, but in real life, nobody gave a shit and nobody admonished him or anything like that. Okay. Right. They're like, oh, this is one man's entire livelihood. Like, uh, go ahead and shoot that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and so so we get to the, the – they sort of find this hut in the in the jungle and they stop there. And uh, in, in, in real life – it was about noon that this this the incident started. Is that right? Yes. Like midday. Yes. Um, and uh, and so Penn, uh, you know, he you know, it becomes clear that he's intends to rape her, and then not not only that, like he is he wants everyone, like he wants them all. And so I mean, I so a do we know that happened? And b like I guess the the, the psychology behind that kind of like where where everyone has to be you know implicated unison yeah. when you have to be in unison as a team and it's like a frat fraternity thing in a way but it's obviously a lot worse but i mean it's also in war i mean you, you work as a unit so everybody whether you like it or not you're going to do what you're at, you're told to do or so ordered to do that's kind of what the where the diaz character comes yeah to um because he previously yeah. said you know to Fox that, you know, he doesn't want to do it. You know, I don't, I don't have to, do I, you know, and they kind of agree. Like, like, I got your back. I got your back. You got mine. But he, the, uh, John Leguizamo, he basically succumbs to, you know, the peer pressure basically. Um, and and fear. Yeah, exactly. He definitely fears ridicule. And this is all laid out like in his like testimony during the court martial and everything. And he, he says this exact same stuff. 
Um, it, it's 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 weird to think of it that it, that would it happen in cases of sort of genocide, but like uh, peer pressure and that kind of you know this has a, this is this is what happens. Um, you know, getting not wanting to and and you know it's a uh, all all sense of sort of moral compass get get thrown out there. I mean, but there's more going on, Troy. Than yes, there is the kind of like we're we're a, we're a team. We have to all do this together. But like when somebody's doing. <laughs> Even yeah. something, see, even as something simple, a war crime. Like, if you've been, if you've been in a room with someone who is like a huge drinker, and like, like say, there's somebody who is is in AA or not, they're like constantly, hey, you know, everyone needs to drink. You have to have a good time, like me. You have to like, you know, this kind of like, I need you to be doing what I'm doing. I want your, <laughs> I want my normal to be your normal. I mean, pretty yeah. much. So, yeah, and so, and I, and I also liked where it's, it's almost like again, high school where where Penn is, uh, Maserve is like talking to him. I'm not going to use what he said, but I'll just say, you know, like, what are you chicken? Everyone's doing it. Come on. Except this is obviously the F word. Using, yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of other stuff going on there, like trying to make him right. No, yeah. no one, no one cares. This stuff ha- that like, this has been happening sort of with the Genghis Khan logic. Like this is what happens in war. This is just, you know, normal. And people don't talk about it, but this is, this is the way it goes. And, um, why shouldn't we, you know, and, uh, and Penn implies, uh, yo, you know, accidentally you might, uh, you know, you might end up a KIA, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, which yeah. When, right, is, when, when Fox says, I, I'm, don't, I'm not going to do this. And then right. so he's like, mm, a lot of people die out here. Right. You know, it's just another body bag, um, which introduces not only, not only do I want you to be doing this, but you could get killed if you don't yeah. do this. And, and he says, like, you know, after I'm done with her, then I'm going to take a turn on you, you know, like basically implying he's going to rape him, too. It's like... Um, yeah, and, and they imply, like, oh, if you don't want to rape her, that means you're gay, or that means, you're like, you know, yeah. like this kind of, like, middle school logic, um, you know, where just the kind of, you know, the worst... I mean, it is a cliche to say, like, toxic masculinity, but this is, like... You know this when you when you put it on you know in a war footing and you know where people have weapons to back up you know yeah. their their yeah. bullshit plans. Well, I mean um, at that age and that era too. I mean it's not like now. I mean it would be different if that was said now, but it sounds yeah. foreign now. But I mean back then that was you know people were a little more and, and know, say closeted or whatever. This will this will come up when up. we when we talk about Milai, but um. You know, this is a classic strategy in warfare is that you need to you need to dehumanize your enemy. That's like that's how you get, you know, uh, boys to kill other boys and girls is that, you know, you um, you sub you dehumanize them. Right. And uh, so and, and part of the, you know, collateral damage casualties of war that come out of this are that the entire um, you, you you stop seeing them as as humans with human rights and you, um, you know, do what you want, do what you want with them. And then, um, you know, they are disposed of. And so, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, a shockingly accurate, I think, uh, depiction of what happens in the, in the, in the, in the theater war. If you, if you can make some kill someone, then you can dehumanize them and, well, they also even without dehumanizing, you could say, "Well, she's VC." I mean, that's we're just gonna. That's what yep. she is. She's VC, so we can do right. what we want. Yeah, justification. We can interrogate. VC. We can inter- interrogate however we want to do it. So, right, she's enemy combatant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
The army calls this, this is Penn, the army calls this, holding his gun, a weapon, but it ain't this, and then he grabs his dick, is a weapon, and then he heads in to the, to the hooch. Yeah. The good old full metal jacket, this is my rifle, this is my gun, yeah. this is for fighting, this is for fun, pretty yeah. much, so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think he even says something he like says that. that. He, yeah. Said, yeah. he, he says said, that. He yeah. said it in there, yeah. 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 I didn't even catch that, but yeah. Uh, he does. Diaz kind of maybe reluctantly goes through with it. Um, John C. Riley keeps. Man, it'd be great if we had like some beer, right, guys? Like, man, <laughs> like he's, we wouldn't so want nervous. Like, beer. Yeah, like, like <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if we had like beers right now? Like, yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I like, like late, later in testimony, he's like, well, you know, I've been out three weeks more than he has. So, like, I know what's up. And so, like, he doesn't like, you know, but, but you could tell he's like not really sure about going through this but like uh he you know anyway he does There's also odd pens like um oh no you're gonna be next like not you like clark douchebag like not you know you're not next like now diaz is gonna go diaz is next like he's like he sniffs out diaz as maybe a weak link right and so he wants to wanting, right exactly and so and this Make he'll do, do this. almost the same thing later in the movie too where yeah. he's kind of he himself is as we come to find like a super weak character, you know, yeah. through all of it. But he's kind of putting this like kind of macho persona out there where he has the ability to bark orders at people. So he does. And, uh, and meanwhile, so they, they make, uh, they make Michael J. Fox go stand guard. Um, uh, and he sort of has the, you know, the thousand yard stare. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of out of body experience. You know, as he kind of obviously the trauma of trying to process what's happening, um, the the guilt of not feeling like he, you know, should he be stopping this? But like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what am I supposed to do? Shoot them all? Or you know, it's like what what a terrible yeah. position for all for God, like every like the, these the the hell meted out on everyone in the situation like mm-hmm. that. The. Uh time frame i think is a little different than in, in real life in real life they kind of do this these terrible acts like kind of during the midday afternoon uh and then it continues on with kind of how the plot of the film goes in the movie this kind of happens late afternoon through the night and then it's kind of the next day when uh things progress and they head to the river and they're on a scouting mission a railroad bridge uh john c Riley's. They see some some Vietnamese, and he says, "It's a bunch of them cruel-hearted little people." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, what a friggin' lion, man! Um, uh, and so, he's a simpleton in there. Yeah, so they're looking yeah. at some presumably Viet Cong down by the uh, river. So we're at the river. Penn wants to kind of engage uh, with the guys at the river, and so. Marty McFly and was it Diaz go back to the hooch where uh, douche douche Clark is watching the girl and the supplies. And he basically is like, oh, I don't want to miss out on the fun. So you, Michael J. Fox, stay with the girl. The fun of shooting up this. uh, Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So Michael J. Fox unties her. She's all like injured, obviously. You know, she has a fever. Uh, he gives her some food and right, water. Um, she's she's just kind of like speaking, kind of just like the whole time in Vietnamese, just like and, and frantic. You know, yeah. uh, obviously he can't understand her. Um, 
the if you read the article, the New Yorker article, he talks a lot about the obviously there's what as Led Zeppelin would say, communication breakdown. Um, he talks a lot about that and kind of you know uh, if only we could have communicated, you know, we could have maybe found yeah. a way to extract ourselves from the. He's trying to like find words like you know we'll go to your take you back to your mom, your mama son. You know, he's like the few words he knows like that are that are. That are you trying to trying to translate some mm-hmm. meaning to her? Um, besides, besides her being traumatized, like she can't I imagine yeah. she can't trust anyone. I mean, it's like oh yeah, after what happened what to she's her, she's been through. And so, um, and they so he, flashback to the Reverend Sean Penn. It's like what 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 are you leaving Michael J. Fox at the with the girl for? You know, like and so go go back and get him. Um, and they they uh, show Sam Clark in real life. Um, Michael J. Fox never like gets the girl and like starts to leave with her. Like he kind of runs through these scenarios in his head. Um, okay. What if I just let her escape? Like, well, she probably would die. Like she wouldn't be able to make it out like on her own. Like, so that's not, you know, not going to work. Like I can't obviously like shoot the rest of the guys. Um, right. If I, if I, if I leave with her, I'll, I'll be, be a deserter. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. Um, so he basically runs through all these scenarios that in real life and they kind of do this in the film too. Um, and he, he decides like he just can't do anything really in real life. And in, in the movie, he, He's gonna he's gonna leave with her, a short lived a short hatched plan, um to yeah. and then and then make he's gonna leave with her and then well you just go you know he, he wants her to just they kind of make it as he far as he didn't, he didn't want to desert so he's like you just yeah. go so he kind of messed she's probably super confused now but he's like I'm gonna go with you now I can't because I don't want to desert and of course at that point it's Clark too late which up. you guys yeah. are getting to Clark shows up and and uh, you know and it was just, it's it's interesting kind of standoff like I think he knows what he's what what Fox is doing, but it's like, you know, uh, okay, well, just you come back to the river, like oh, right. everyone back to the river. Sean Penn, yeah, says come yeah. back to the river, bring the girl. Um, so they're so they're so they're looking out, and they're kind of they're they're very high up on the river or on the the bridge. Yeah, let, of, let me add real quick. Um, in real life, when they bring her to the river, it's for the purpose of killing her there. So they have already decided. That they're going to do it, really? um, Sean Penn and Clark, right? Which is not clear in the movie, but in real life, they're right. going to kill her at the river. Yep, yep. Why? Why do that? When do, do, this is before they're on the lookout on these VC down there. So they they see the helicopters coming, which they show in the film, like right. way off Amer- in the American distance, helicopters. American helicopters. And Sean Penn's like, "Okay, we got to like get get rid of the girl, like now, like kill her." Before the, they right. are like right by us, because then they'll like fucking see her and stuff. So, so we need to we need to get rid of her. So that's so they make that decision when they see. Right. The so that was real life, similar to real life. Or yeah, I mean it's reason? similar to how it happens in the film. It's okay. not quite exact, right. but because because in, in the film the the precipitating incident is, um, she's she, coughing. They, they dra- and yeah, she's coughing noise. up there, yeah. and they're in this kind of crow's nest looking down, you know, in, in secret, and she's going to give up their position. Right, and so in real life, douchebag Clark mentions that often, like, hey, she's going to give us our, give away the position, even when they're back in this hooch, like... Oh, right. Um, like, we let her go right after sure. they are done doing their terrible deeds, they're, he's kind of like, yeah, she's, you know, coughing, like, let's just get kill her now, like, you know, there could be VC around us now, so, like, let's just kill her now, like, so... 
so he is i mean that is mentioned in in the real story and okay. and so and so that we see we see helicopters and and then gunboats are coming up american gunboats are coming up uh the river to engage and so um and, and in the movie they're say like let's just kill her these you know and and fox uh Start shooting at the enemy so that you know. Yeah, Sean Penn tells Michael. So yeah. once again, we have Sean Penn. Oh right, dictating. that's a God, that's a scene. So okay, uh, Marty McFly, you kill her. He won't do it. All right, fine. John C. Riley, you do it. Yeah. No, Diaz, Diaz yeah. you do it. And then Diaz kind of like he like berates Diaz to do it, and Diaz, you know, be a man, be a man. And uh, Diaz is kind of like approaching her with a knife, and that's when Michael J. Fox kind of just start shooting just to kind of break the tension, give away right. their position so he won't stab her to death. And um yeah, so and so they're 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 in a full firefight with the um the enemy on the on the riverbank and it's at this point where uh Clark who has been He's been volunteering to kill her the whole time. Right. And Sean yeah. Penn's like, no, no, makes this guy do it. This right, guy right. will do it. Right. Right. Because cause I think I think obviously Sean Penn, what, what that shows that he knows what he's doing is is horrific. And so if you you gotta get everyone implicated. Yeah, he already crime. knows like he's got one accomplice right. that's like totally down. Right. So so get this. other people as part of your war crime. They're more likely to shut up and not say anything about this back home. And uh and so uh and so, but Clark, Clark stabs her, and uh, later we'll learn he said yeah. more than three times during the firefight. During the firefight, uh, gruesome uh, <coughs> scene. God, uh, but she's not killed. Yes, yeah, she. Yeah. she manages to stagger, and so so they they run across this bridge, to, this to train track bridge, train yeah. track bridge to like the sort of another position on it, and which by I the, thought by the way, by the way, open. this knife is like a old like a some redneck backwoods 14 inch buoy knife i mean it's not like a little things like rambo makes rambo's knife look it's a small look, sword look yeah. Like a wimp, yeah. Pretty much. yeah in real life it was like a i believe a 10 inch blade that some a wounded soldier had given him um huh. fairly recently before this you know mission um and so he was very infatuated with the knife in real life it's pretty. I mean, yeah. given other stuff we've looked read, like this, this movie is pretty accurate to the. You know, there are differences, obviously, but like compared to other stuff, like mm-hmm. it's not just inspired by. It's pretty close. Well, here's a difference: she's not staggering over train tracks in real life after she gets stabbed. So in real life, she gets stabbed but is not killed. He thinks she's dead, but she's not. She kind of staggers into like the bush, and um, you have you know Sean Penn yelling. Hey, everyone else, shoot her! And in, in, in the film, everybody sh- that's not me should shoot her now. Um, and <laughs> yeah. everybody kind of sort of pauses and doesn't do it. And, and Michael, in the film, Fox runs over to say, "Like, just don't!" And and he gets a rifle butt to the head or to the gut from I think the gut, stomach, yeah. and then and, he falls and hits yeah. his head. Yeah. Um, in real life, she's kind of you know staggering into the bush and. Like multiple people open up on her, and even Michael J. Fox character in real life shoots his little grenade thingy, but not at her. He kind of just shoots it away toward the river. Right. Wow. Um, 
Either way, pretty dramatic. I mean, yeah, yeah it's in real life and in the movie, yeah. they, they made it dramatic too. With everybody in the movie, everybody was shooting at her because I think Pan was even. Had and his, so in in real life, does she? Fall, so in, in the in the film, she falls off of this tra- train tracks into the like near the river. Does she? She dies in the she bush. she dies in a bush, like her head's basically gone in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, in real life, uh, excuse me, in the film, Michael. The stabbing of her happens kind of behind Michael J. Fox as he's engaged in this firefight, and he doesn't witness the stabbing in the film. In real life, he does witness the stabbing. He very gruesomely details his recollection of it and the sounds of it and comparing it to gutting a deer and all this terrible stuff. So, um, yeah, so, you know, some slight differences, um, but, you know, the main main thrust of it is, is pretty accurate. And uh, and then he uh, he falls and he falls and hits his head, and so then we're transported to Michael J. Fox uh, wakes up in a field hospital. So the choppers shot the U.S. Uh, patrol boat. Yeah, it looks like the the whatever blew up on shore was like shrapnel on the on the boat. But I don't think that happened in real life, from what I've on what I've read. But that was in the movie how it was portrayed as. I don't think it was a munitions you know, warehouse or dump where they blew it up and then there was excess explosion that took the boat out. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, it wasn't clear. Maybe they directly shot it, but that's how I I, I saw it. Because the U.S. boat was on fire and they show, like, bodies of guys floating in the water. Yeah. And I wasn't clear exactly what happened. The film tried to, it wasn't wasn't a friendly fire issue. No, it was more of a collateral damage kind of thing the way I saw it. It was like, they took out the, the base on shore and it blew up and kind of spilled into the water and killed the guys in the there's a boat. There's a pretty, there's a pretty kind of an amazing shot of, uh, that we've seen before of, you know, so wounded soldier being airlifted out with the, him on a stretcher with the, you know, in the air of moving kind of f- magic carpet style floating with the, Ooh, like Aladdin. Exactly. Oh, nice. uh, with the, with the forest canopy underneath them, it's a it's a very De Palma shot. Part of your world. <laughs> no, and uh, the the and then and then they he. Oh wait, he, that was Little Mermaid. Sorry, he cuts the uh, yeah wrong movie even. Damn uh, the the chopper blades, uh, smash cut to like an overhead overhead fan. Uh, going and it's that's it, very Apocalypse Now, like the beginning of Apocalypse yeah, yeah, Now, definitely. And so he wakes up in a field hospital, and uh, yeah, chaos all around him, like dudes missing limbs, like yeah, screaming, gruesome. blood everywhere, and he just kind of runs out and immediately just runs into his buddy, like the second he runs out of the field hospital, he, he runs into the to Rowan who he right. had said, hey, I, he's not going to do this right, and um, and then then they go to see go see a company. Well, Douchebag Clark overhears him, and he gives him the Las Vegas line, hey, what happens in the field stays in the field. Yeah, and right. that they're going to go back out. Hey, we got another mission. We got to go back out in the field. Michael J. Fox is like, hey, they're going to they're gonna kill me. And so he talks to his buddy, and they're like, you got to go tell Riley, the superior, your superior officer, who is Bing Rames. Yeah, and he tells him this kind of like, uh, it was kind of an interesting story. Like, you know, Bing Rames is like, you know, my wife 
we went to a hospital. To My give wife, birth. we uh, went to a hospital. <laughs> nice finger names. And she, uh, because of her race, she wasn't admitted to the hospital, and so she, you know, gave that baby on birth on the on the floor. Yeah, the hospital, and yeah. I and I was so furious, like I was gonna, you know, I was gonna kill someone, and and they put me in the. They put me in jail, and they put me there so long that I just... Wasn't I on the side of righteousness? <laughs> he, oh, that was and, good. And so, and so he's, he's... Just for you, uh, Troy. Thank you. He's... Wow, he's right there. Thing he's is, got my, I got my, like, Frank Caliendo, uh, <laughs> like, in training thing going on right now. Nice. Nicely done. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit there. He, um... Yeah, not a lot, just a bit. <laughs> a bit shades of <laughs> he uh and he's basically saying you know you don't need to you know you need to just forget about it and it'll just go away and i you know yeah i've got the line you want me to do yeah, it yeah that's right as, as ving rings let's hear it being rings what happened is the way things are so why try to buck the system <laughs> it's not that good uh we could you could do like an all state commercial. Impossible too, lines. Like I feel like. yeah. An all state commercial? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not Ving Rames, though. By, That's, by the way, uh, I know, I know it is, but it's got that same tone. Speaking of saying. speaking of commercials, <laughs> we watched this on fucking Crackle. Um, which oh, is a which is a geez. platform that lets you watch movies but with ad. And like it was so crazy. Like the you think they would have, you know, of course, of course they're not gonna, but like you know this like super heavy film with these, and then then like cut in between these and this like crazy like yeah get the general car insurance you know like um, McDonald's McDonald's yeah. McDonald's McDonald's so many <laughs> uh, yeah no, they were all weird I'd never seen any of the commercials before they were like just made for Crackle something it was very <laughs> um I guess yeah. we can't complain too much for getting to watch a movie for free but like guess, thanks, having flashbacks mark, to yeah. watching regular TV. Oh man. I'll and then, send and you then, my D- DVD next time guys cuz that's how classy I am. So. Yeah, and then you parachute back into the mill. What's a DVD? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, All right. So what happens next? Then uh, he's going to break up the squad and sweep it under the rug basically. Yeah, he's uh I'm going to send all five of you to five. Well no, that he he Rames tells him like yeah. Um, just forget about it, you know. Don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he'll break. We'll put you all in different things. So. And uh, and is it is it that point where he goes and um, goes and sees uh, Hill, who's the who's the captain? Uh, he, well, first he's walking with his friend again, like they're kind of a bunch of villagers, troops around, questioning what should I have done? What should I have done? Um, you can't go around your superior officer. He wants to go to Hill, who's Dale Die. Uh, in the movie, and yeah. his friend Rowan is it Rowan? Yeah. Uh, like you can't go around your your superior officer. You can't do that. And then we get a long speech from Michael J. Fox about you know, hey, doing the right thing. Hey, everybody here is doing the wrong thing because they feel like they might die at any time. Maybe like you actually should be more focused on doing the right thing because it could be your last breath at any moment. Um, and then some new guy right. steps on a landmine or something and gets killed. Some noob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you see, you you can it it kind of uh, it. I think it's probably calling to mind that like the system is going to happen. This is going to happen again and again. You know, new people are going to come are coming into this machine, and the same kind yeah. of things are going to happen to them. And uh, they go and see, then he goes to Dale Die. Yeah, then he goes to Dale Die, and Dale Die is like, I know exactly what you're saying, and uh, the matter is being handled, and then uh, gives him a threat as well, saying. Uh, 
hey, you know, I could see these guys, they're gonna they're not gonna serve a lick of time and you know, they're gonna be out looking for revenge. And so a guy with a wife and kid In real life he did not have any children. Uh, married? Mm. Yes. Okay. You know, but but it but it's a it's a, it's a not very subtle threat. Right. You know, if you do this Yeah. They're gonna come get out. They're gonna want revenge. Uh He's a kid, and you're going to ruin his life. He saved yours. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. I remember that. It's pretty powerful. Troy, Troy didn't Did give me the- Did you have a southern the, accent? Uh, I don't know how that- That was really good, Matt. He, he didn't I give me it. the- It's powerful. That was powerful. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, you could do better, Matt. But um, <laughs> uh, if you think I can do better, uh, hit me up at Napalm Podcast. But, but did, <laughs> yes. But also, he said- You know, I think Erickson said something about, have you ever seen anyone die? And he said, yeah, I've seen- a lot of kids die. American troops, you know, he was totally trying right, to right. guilt the shit out of them, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah, and so and so and and the, and the, there's a threat to go to you know a tunnel rat unit and to you know like you know you could there are a lot of ways to die in this, uh, which will again be sort of yeah um, yeah yeah he's gonna out. you know send him to yeah he's gonna kick him out of the the company and yeah. send him to somewhere else to be a tunnel rat. And so and then she says, what I, I'm going to do, I'm send all five of you in all five different directions. Yeah. And you're going to be reassigned. And um, and then and then uh, sort of the next big scene is uh, um, we have uh, Michael J. Fox. He's he's headed to the latrine. And yeah, he's got one of those lighters that must have the child proof lock on it because he uh, struggles with it for maybe 45 minutes uh, trying to light a cigarette. <laughs> And we, and, we, and we see him through sort of binocular lens, so we know. And this is this watched. is pre. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna stop now. All right, so never mind. <laughs> he's being he's being watched and uh, pre poop. Was that what you were gonna say, Troy? Yeah, he you know he he hasn't. He uh, no worse he actually. He doesn't do the deed, and so he goes into the and then he's sitting there trying to light his lighter, and then we see a sort of POV of uh, a gloved hand kind of lifting the the side of the latrine with a grenade in his hand and obviously we know that he's gonna get and john c Riley comes by and he's like oh hey what are you doing hey clark hey man yeah. like what's up and, and michael j fox <laughs> like puts two and two together like uh, Wait a minute. and then hmm. he's still trying to figure out how the lighter works but uh he then looks down looks down sees a grenade dives out of there like dive, yeah, rambo style yeah and then as it's blowing up he's tumbling out the door Narrowly escaping uh, death in there, and everyone shows up, and uh, which we knew he would because of the flashback, right, John? See, this is my point. Like at all, at so many points, the menace of him getting murdered could have been anyway. Um, so he gets a shovel and he heads to the tent. Yeah, that was pretty great, actually. And he hits the douche in the face and tells Sean Penn, uh, "Nobody gives a shit, so you don't have to kill me." Basically. Yeah, I've, I've, I've told everyone and no one cares. So, you know, you guys are fine. And, um, you know, he tells him he's crazy <coughs> and Fox takes off. And uh, then um, then he's at a bar with his uh, can mountains of Bush Budweiser. He has a nice, like, beer can pyramid going. Right, so we know he's been at it a while. And- a priest and a soldier walking a bar. He's got a gun. What's he? What's he? What's he probably hey, carrying there? His hand. Yeah. What, what's Troy. what are we looking at here, Troy? God damn, dudes! You put me on the spot here. <laughs> trying to think. I'm gonna go. With you had one job, Troy. Just makes up an. I know. 
I'm gonna say the Colt 1911. I'm gonna say Vietnam era. That's where we're going okay. with that. Colt, isn't that we're a type? Of, that. Isn't that a horse? Also a gun. Um, yeah, true. It's a baby horse. Yeah, <laughs> it's a type so, of uh, horse. There you go, baby horse. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good malt liquor too. Um, uh, baby horse would be a great band name. <laughs> Baby, baby horse. Baby horse. What about crazy horse? Yeah, that's crazy, a that's crazy a great band baby, name. Baby. They're uh, recording yeah. right now. They started out as Baby Horse and they moved up. Baby to Horse would be a great like tribute band name to Crazy Horse. To Crazy Horse. Yeah. yeah. Baby Horse. Oh man. Like if you had little kids, if you dressed up Mark and Mira and had them oh, sing as... Crazy Horse songs, you could be Baby Horse. Yeah. Sort of like Little Kiss, Mini Kiss. Good. Yeah. yeah. Look out, Mama! Is a white boat coming up the river. Yeah. There you go. So uh, he and a big he, red and, beacon and a. <laughs> All right. He sees it. He's at the bar, and then a chaplain sort of strolls up to him, and it's like, "Hey, soldier, I see you got a can of pyramid of beers going on there. What's uh, you know, can we talk about your Lord and Savior?" Yeah, he's he's calling him like sir, sir, stuff. So like he's an he thinks he's an officer, I guess. I mean, maybe yeah. he is an officer, but then yeah. it comes out he says that he's a, a a preacher. He's a private, right? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, because Erickson's a private, but yeah, yeah. The chaplains. Okay. Uh, you're not thinking okay. about doing anything crazy with that gun, are you? Just protect myself. Protect myself. We're <laughs> <laughs> dueling foxes. Hey, man, That's I'm just awesome. trying to protect myself. And, um, and so then it, and then we're, and and I sort of like that De Palma doesn't like, you know, go through the rigmarole of like, and then the chaplain tells someone like, you just know what happens. He tells the chaplain, and then we flash over to. There's a team in bed. They're they're looking at the body of Trant of the woman that they had, the girl that they had raped and murdered, and you know they're taking pictures of of the of the corpse. And um, there's an investigation. And uh, well, they pan up to Dale Die and Fox next to each yeah. other on the, that same bridge they were on before, like looking down. Which I thought he got transferred out of that company or whatever. But well, I think they, probably the investigation brought them back to like. That's a, a fast-moving investigation. Yeah, right. And uh, you couldn't leave well enough alone, could you? You couldn't let it rest. You had to push it. <laughs> Go to hell, sir. <laughs> I, I like that so yeah. much. It's good. I love Go it. Go to hell, sir. <laughs> Get your damn hands off her. No, that was his dad. No, that, and, that's McFly. Yeah, that's you get your damn hands off her. Sorry, and so. Yeah, you need to work on your what's his face. Uh, <laughs> I gotta step that up. It's uh, what? Yeah, what is that actor's name? He's um, he's great. I had a yeah. student that was, was his nephew. He went. He was on Damn. study abroad Malaysia. It's will come to me in, in a minute. But oh, not my a, year. He's got a weird not in your year. Um, so name dropper. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look kind at this a, guy. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I had a student once that uh, <laughs> was a nephew of that guy. <laughs> the uh, guy that we're not sure what his name is. And um. So uh, and then and then we go over to the we're at a court martial, and we see the four who are being charged, and then Michael J. Fox in the audience. Yeah, they're very brief kind of snippets of yeah each one each of them being yeah. questioned. Douchey McDouche face says, you know, hey, I'm just meant to be in the field. You know, he doesn't doesn't really deny anything. I'm just meant to be a soldier. It's kind of what I do. John C. Riley kind of admits. That he did what he did, Diaz, um, basically says that he did rape he, her for camaraderie, like trying to not be ashamed. Yeah, yeah, and that that line 
is, I think, almost verbatim from the actual what he actually said um, during the actual court martial. What he says that makes sense. Court. So they probably have the court records; they could read that all back. Yeah, I'm sure. They mm-hmm. have, so that's awesome. And then Penn, um, you know, he has another like not really taking responsibility for what he did. Basically, you hate the enemy so much that you just do things sometimes. Yeah, this is war as hell, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and so then it goes to, uh, there's lots of, like, in absentia, like, objection overruled. You know, kind of courtroom courtroom stuff. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. And they also, the questions, they're like, did you? Like, they're screaming, like, like... Yeah, the court, they're not going to do that because that's going to, you know, you don't want to cause a mistrial by showing that you're anyway. um, And then they're, uh, yeah, um, convicted, convicted. Let's see. I got the terms here. Um, Penn gets 10 years hard labor and dishonorable discharge. Clark gets life in prison. Hatcher, John C. Riley character um, and Diaz get 15 and eight years respectively of hard labor. And so they, um, yeah, they're they're convicted, right, of this. And so yeah, the film ties it up with a nice bow. Hey, you thought that they would get out real easy, didn't you, Dale? Die. Um, you even have the menacing Sean Penn whispers in his ear, and then you have Dale dies kind of line repeated about like you know the payback. They're gonna get payback, um, but it's kind of implied like ah oh, no, they won't because you know the wheels of justice have done have turned in in your favor and. Look! Look at all the hard labor and time they're going to have to actually serve. Right. We'll come back to that in a moment. Let's finish up the film. And uh, and so and then we are we're transported back again to the where the film started. Fox is on the train and Nixon has resigned, and uh, he sees this uh, uh, Vietnamese American woman student who um, re- re- gets him to think about Tran, and then um, she gets off and forgets her scarf which is also sort of an homage to an earlier scene in the movie, of, uh, of course. And uh, he runs after her. Hey, miss, you forgot this. And <laughs> gives it back to her. <laughs> and uh, he calls to her in Vietnamese. And um, Bad dialogue follows. Yeah, right. And You had a bad dream, huh? Well, it's over now. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff Clavin fat guys. Um, that is the same actress throughout the movie. They used a prosthetic nose and overdubbed a voice, but that is the really? same gal that was in the original. Yeah, so the same. Started, that's the same woman. The that, same actress who was who was same actress. Yep. raped and murdered. Yeah. That was her. Wow. Yep. Yep. She looks yeah, very. She looks different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for different. sure. For prosthetic. Okay, interesting. Prosthetic and then overdubbing a voice. You know, uh, and I should know the gal's name, but I don't at the moment. But anyway. And um, yeah, and so and then and so then it uh, it uh, um, it's over. It's over. It fades out, and uh, you know, sort of. Should I should I go back then about this wheels of justice bullshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what the film like leads you to believe. Like justice end, was served. Justice was served, but all these fucking guys got out like on appeals, and one of them had their case completely overturned. They're out in like four years. Like they didn't barely serve in any of them any time. And then the which one was guy, not, which was not uncommon for war crimes in the Second Indochina War. Yeah, and then the one dude, uh, who is Clark or douche, as I've been referring to him the whole entire time, 
he, uh, in 1992, was charged with accessory to murder of an African-American. He was mm-hmm. also a one of the leaders of a white supremacist group uh, called mm-hmm. the World Church of the Creator. And what? he got uh, freed on bond and then um, served one year probation. But So good guy. So I think, yeah, like... He's due. He's due. Yeah, he's had a couple couple errors maybe in life, and now he's due to correct. I would say he did not storm the Capitol. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but he would have if he could have, probably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and um, you know, I I'll, we'll uh, before we get to the book of the week. So, but this is not um, this is not uncommon for uh, atrocities that are that are committed in Vietnam in terms of how those sentences are, are commuted or lessened because of... Oh, uh, as we're about to find out. ...public pressure. Yeah, exactly. With our... In the <laughs> That was the wrong button. That was the wrong button. With uh, our... With our... Book of the week. <laughs> You'll get it one of these days. Did you spill your beer again? No, it's uh, all right, this week's book of the week is, this is a little bit of a different direction. This is a book that Eric and I have both used in classes before. Um, it is called uh, Milai, A Brief History with Documents. James S. Olson and Randy Roberts are at the uh, editors. And so Eric and I can both talk uh, about about this. Um, but this gives primary source, you know, it has kind of a 25-page, you know, introduction of Background information related to Malai, which was, of course, the um, uh, quite tragic um, mass killing right. of 500 um, some odd civilians uh, in 1968. And yeah, go 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 look it up, kids. If you don't know about Malai, it's a it's M M Y space L A I. It's an incredible, yeah. tragic, and 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 some heroics. The the helicopter pilot, yeah, that, Hugh Thompson, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the book is mostly it's a document reader. And so you get to read about the first person perspective of the soldiers, some of the uh, victims who survived uh, of their accounting of events. And so why I think it, is, it relates quite well to the, the film is that it gets into a lot of what, I don't know, for lack of a better word, triggers um, uh, a soldier to yeah. do something like Right in, in the film. in the testimony in the testimonies leading up to the uh, uh, from Charlie Company, which is the the company that commits these atrocities. You know, like they again, all of them talk about like they're you know, and there are this Pinkville, um, this this area in, in um, sort of coastal Vietnam where they're you know it's they're just getting chewed up, um, never engaging the right. enemy in a direct fight and. Um, Landmines and snipers, yeah, booby traps, booby traps. It's villagers like, aren't telling us like yeah. where these stuff are hidden, and this accumulates like body counts pile up um, on the American side, and they are they are over it and itching for um, right. And they're essentially told they're going to meet a large Vietnamese battalion, kind of at this village. There aren't any civilians there, so they get bad intel. Uh, so they go in expecting a firefight. They go in, they don't get one. But then they just kind of right, and 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 much like much like this, the the um, casualties of war, you had two people, uh, Lieutenant Cowley and Medina, who are in charge of this company, who are 
who are bad eggs, right? Who are um, yep. sort of Genghis Khan style, sort of um, let's just let's just kill some people. Yep, Cali very specifically, you know, oh, load these civilians into the ditch, and uh, here you come over here, Meadlow, and help me mow them down, and and all this stuff, and like you know, ordering people to commit war crimes and atrocities, and some people doing it, some people not doing it. Um, so you, yeah, you have the you have you have the both the backgrounds, the assault, uh, the, the the you know the testimony coming up. You have um, the investigation. You also have um, from the survivors. You have their accounts yeah. of what of what went on. It's a uh, um, yeah, it's gripping. And on uh, the the issue of rape, um, how many at Milai? That's in the God. there's a full accounting um, of all the rapes at, at Milai. 20 yeah, something 20 right? Vietnamese women were raped during me lie assault yeah um you know just looking at, like uh, just, we, they have a sort of documentary evidence of these in here um yeah. you know 15 year old 12 year old 11 year old 12 year old 22 13 14 19. and it 13, details 13 10. exactly what happened to each of them um so yeah it's not fun reading um no but rape as a uh, weapon of war, I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, you know, the rape of Nanking, it's called the rape of Nanking for a reason, um, where you had, that's during the, well, yeah. Second World War. Um, yeah, prelude to, yeah, you get, yeah. you, you, you know. You Upwards get, of 300,000 civilians are killed there. I was reading that uh, um, uh, in in Rwanda, they estimate at least half a million rapes went on in um, in, in Rwanda and, you know, in addition to the genocide, like, so it's yeah. a, uh, it's a, it's a sadly a, um, you know, not, not unique to, um, to warfare. Again, it's part of the, part of what happens when you, when you, if you can get someone to the point where they're going to kill someone, um, rape is not far away in terms of just a, a, a you know, a, a method of, right. um, I, I, it's, <laughs> Well, coming soon to the United States, the rapist gets to choose the mother of his child. So that's uh, fantastic to look forward to. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Thanks for that. That's kind of uh, biblical. Sorry yeah. about that. That is. A, anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, no. Right. It's right. It and it, it it does bring to mind, like you know, that like that again. The 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 women in warfare. Um, it is not good for them. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, and and these are these are and when you know so. These are non. These are non-combatants. Like the in the, in the Milai case, like these are these were not active VC. We don't. We don't. We know. We don't know everything. But it's not like these guys were. They were. They just wanted to kill some people, and they came across. Yeah, basically, they kind Milai. of had. They snapped on a large, large level. And uh, Hugh, Hugh Thompson is is rightly kind of remembered as yeah. as a helicopter pilot who kind of saw what was happening from above, and turned his guns on the U.S. soldiers and basically said, and actually like, sets his chopper down between yeah. the soldiers and the victims and says, like, stop. Like, yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah, one of the one of the few bright spots in that in that incident. Right. Um, but, yeah, check out this. So that's James Olson, Randy Roberts, um, Bedford St. Martin's Press, Milai, A Brief History of yeah, Documents. Yeah, there's a couple. I think a new edition came out a couple of years ago. So the one you're holding is the older one, but there's a newer one with some updated documents. Okay, great. Yeah. So this is the, but, but it's, even if you're not a history student, like the, the first hand accounts are so compelling, uh, in Mm -hmm. this that, uh, 
worth checking out. And there's, a, I would also add, um, a, a documentary of the week. Um, PBS has a has a really good Milai um, documentary. That's I believe it's yeah American experience is yeah American yeah. experience. That's right. So um, check that out as the book of, of the week. Good times, folks. Good times. We made it. Fun. We did it. Yeah. It's, it's time to boys show me your dongs. Yeah. So uh, what? It, what? It, this movie. I'll go first. Um, it's rough because uh, you know a good movie doesn't necessarily mean you want to watch it on repeat. Um, you know, there's different things that make it kind of a. This one, uh, I as a as a person who does sort of micro history or you know as a historian like right likes to write Is about that history kind of, for babies or something <laughs> for like, history for babies yeah. But to look to look closely at at that's what Mike Huckabee's doing trying now. to put <laughs> trying to put a narrative face on on a story on an event, um, and I think one thing that is so powerful about this one is that y- you can't look away from you know it follows one person, her victimization and and the sort of the it it you're 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 you can't you you think of like the, all the war movies we've watched where. You know, just people are being blown up left and right, and you know things are happening. You just, you, <laughs> you just get you just get immune. You just get immune to like like oh yeah, there's another bomb going on. You know, these are nameless, faceless right um, people that are that are you know. And, and so I think one part of the part of the genius of this film is that the 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 the, the zoom into one right. one incident, one person, and you can't kind of get around it and. Um, so I think this is a this is a powerful, um, a, a great film. I'm going to give this an eight. Um, how about uh, how about you guys? What do you think, Troy? I'm right with you. I uh, I mean I enjoyed the cinematography, and you kind of it is beautiful. Weirdly, yeah, yeah, it's ama- It is actually well, it's in Thailand. I mean, so at least they did that right. And they actually the, the actress that the Viet- was actually Vietnamese that was also a plus. Um, an, an amazing actor, but not the child in the village who found point, out. Man. Matt's mad about that. Okay. 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 Fair enough. But um, <laughs> this movie. Uh, it's a Khmer Sarin. Maybe. It could have been a Khmer Sarin. It could have been yeah. like a one of the Khmer. Uh, yeah. Sarin, yeah, Sarin uh, province. Like, okay. Yeah. Good point. Troy's like, Let's thanks for interrupting. All right. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> Check out right. my book uh, for more on that. All right. It's not out yet. Hashtag what? What? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I. It's a strong, powerful movie. It's not something that you want to, like, say, watch multiple times unless you're into that thing. But I, 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 I think it's got its purpose, and I, we need to see this. But uh, oh, it was strong. It was tough. I mean, it was uncomfortable, and it was powerful. And I, uh, yeah, overall, I, it was for what it was. It was done really well, and um, I, I give it a, I give it a seven. So seven in the dong department, seven in the dong department. Okay. So, yeah, yes. I mean, I, I broadly speaking on, on, on par with you guys. Um, I agree that it, you know, generally looked really good. The music was not good. Um, the it. acting was, you know, pen, pen is good. Probably maybe a little, maybe a bit of overacting at times on his part. Yeah, that accent was um, uh, Michael J. Fox does fine. Nothing, you know, super it, outstanding it, if you, you want to see his range like this is a good like you know he's 
he's like sort of a a, a comic, sort of like pop f- film, like you know. It's no, t- it's no Teen Wolf, guys. But, <laughs> right, know. but 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 you could God, see it as, as an as an actor. Like this would be a great role for him to sh- to show he has you know he's not he's just got a some chops pegged as no, like he, a yeah, teenage for sort sure. of yeah yeah he does fine he's not he's not great he's not mind blowing but um so yeah, you know I my I think where I have problems with it is is how it's wrapped up I think the ending is not good I I think they they, they kind try of to put a bow on it completely like, rush through all the the court martial yeah, stuff yeah yeah and I guess there yes. are some scenes that are cut from that and, and so, not and not showing how they were given you know yeah they don't actually show what actually happens to these guys like they just show oh they got what the sentences were yeah okay but then appeals you know what's the reality of the situation they don't they don't they don't show that they so they tie it they tr- attempt to tie too nice of a bow on it you know this ending scene where he meets this woman that was on the bus with him and she's like oh you know you had this bad dream but now you can wake up from it and it's like pixie dust like you are you are cured from your nightmares of the war you know it's like you know we i don't need that like you don't need that just tell the story and the story is powerful enough on its own and so i wish they would have just stuck with that uh because when they did stick with it it was a much better film so um 6.5 yeah the uh so i mean Definitely go out. Definitely go out and watch this. This there's a reason this has uh, sort of it's a, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a people people say uh, I read one. I don't know, it was Ebert or somebody saying like oh this is De Palma's best film. You know he's got a lot of good. I I don't know about that, but um, anyway it's it's uh, it's highly uh, yeah. It's 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 say, good. Yeah. It's it's good. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, check out go check out Casualties of War. Um, yeah. Hey, so if... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You know what to do, folks. At Napalm yeah. Podcast on the Twitter. Um, I have free range to make all the pro-Nazi statements I want coming up soon, thanks to Elon Musk. So um, <laughs> that's going to be quite exciting. You can if you want. Um, and also, smash the like button and uh, give us that great review on your podcast delivery service, whatever that might be. Uh, yeah, that helps other people see the show. I know we're very highly rated already, but we want to be higher rated. We want to be the number one podcast. Period. That's it. That's what that's what we want. Like the the number one podcast in all of podcasts. So you hit the like, give us the five star <laughs> review, leave a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy positive review. Uh, so this is your homework. Tell so, your friends. Yeah. So your please neighbors. do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, this is what pays the bills and by paying the bills, I mean, we get no money from it, but you know, it's just, uh, I get all that sweet swag from all, all the people. Yeah. Troy, Troy just got a new, a new toupee, uh, with all all the, uh, yeah, we thank you for that. That uh, that doesn't look bad. Not bad. No, I know. I like it. It's very natural on you, Troy. Um, did you get a, did you get a matching Merkin? Yeah, um, it's on order, but they had to get the color just right. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm pretty particular. Oh, okay, so a lot of so. gray. A, quite a little <laughs> spackling of the gray. You know, yeah. You got You can't. You can't total. It's a little salt and pepper. Yeah, I, I agree. And and the proof that dreams can come true. This is was it was it Nodding Violet who suggested this Violet. movie? 
No, no, it was somebody else. Uh, I, I, I couldn't find it. It was okay. not Nodding Violet. So, so yeah, suggest films. We like to, we like to hear. We from do. We have another one on deck that is not going to be quite so depressing. So, yeah, be prepared to smile more. I would say. Exactly. Exactly. Which is our goal overall, <laughs> and to learn you some stuff in general. Right, let's stop. Well, for uh, the end. Uh, Napalm. I have been Eric Jones. I've been Matthew. I was with- Yeagle. No, I'm going. Shut up. What? Shut up. I'm going. Go. Go. I'm I am Matthew Yeagle. And I am Spartacus. <laughs> Bye. I love the smell of the in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam. You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning, your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.